This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Um, we're going to be a little bit... I just got back from Eretz Yisrael a few hours ago. For an unbelievable, unbelievable trip that was there for Shabbos in Maron. And of course, much of Shabbos, which is like Omer. The next time that Shabbos, that Matzah Shabbos comes out like Baomer is in how many years? Seven. That's very unusual. For the next seven years, like Baomer is in the middle of the week. In seven years, Mitzvah Hashem, should all live, and we should all be healthy, and Mashiach should be here. In seven years, and there's a reason I'm telling you this, in seven years, Mitzvah Hashem, in the next like Baomer. Okay? We'll get to it soon. So, we're going to talk about Rus, of course, Last night was 35 in the, um, in Sphere, which is, which is five weeks, and there's only seven weeks altogether, so there's only two weeks left, so we have to prepare ourselves for the marriage of Zakash Bachu to Kleisrael. Zakash Bachu is a Melech. So to marry the Melech, you have to be a Malka. So how does one become Malchashib Malchus? Malchashib Malchus is when, uh, the last, the 49th day, it's called Malchashib Malchus. The first day, which was on Pesach, was called Chesed Shebechesed. So the first foundation, foundation of royalty, foundation of Malchus, we have to start. Where do you start? A Malch has to have Chesed. You can't run a country without Chesed, right? So we start off as a princess, we start off with our first Midah, which is Chesed. But we have to get from Chesed... Because a king can't just be chesed. You have to have laws, you have to have rules, you have to have judgments, right? You have to have courts. You can't just be chesed. There has to be more to it. So, we start with chesed, chibah chesed, but how do you get to machus to machus? So I spoke about this in Queens, the great event, um, a little bit. Didn't have that much time to talk. And the first meet, I guess, that you have to have to become a melech is you have to be committed to it. It's a very hard word. I call it the C. There's, there's two C words which are, which are very, very, very important um, in being successful in life. You know what the two C words are? Commitment and consequence. Ezehu Chacham, who's a wise man? Someone, the person who realizes that what I'm going to do now has a consequence to the world. The difference between a little kid and an adult is a little kid will throw a ball at a window. It's fun. The window's going to crack. He doesn't think about the consequences. He thinks about the fun. An adult understands, I throw the ball, I'm going to break the window. So he doesn't throw the ball. So, a king, could be very nice that he has chesed, a queen, they have to be, they have to be committed to their country. They have to be committed to their people. So a person has to be committed. And the, 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 that ingredient of commitment, we see by who? We see by Rus. What does Rus say to her mother-in-law? So, after they die, the two son, the two son-in-laws, so, she, Naomi turns to Shtekalasel, to her two daughter-in-laws, and she goes, Lechna Sheikhna Ishalibesima, go back home. Yas, Hashem Yimachem Chesed, Kashesim Mesimi Madi, Hashem should do with you Chesed. Hashem should give you Menucha. A Tishak Lehem, a Tishana Kalam, a Tibchana, she kissed them, and they cried. Matamalach, Ki Itach Nashim Leamech. Both, both. Orpa and Rus said to Naomi, we're not going anywhere, we're going back to your nation. Is that commitment? Was that commitment? With an idea. When you commit to something, it's in your head, I'm committed to going on a diet. If you eat potato chips the next day, the whole day, you, you didn't keep your commitment, right? So commitment is an idea, but it's also actually, it's, it's actually following through. That's the commitment, right? So, you know, the Goyim and New Year's have resolutions, but it doesn't get past the next day. So are they committed? No, they're not committed. They made a commitment, but they're not committed. You have to make a commitment, you have to be committed, right? So listen to the one who, listen to the one who made a commitment, and listen to the one who's committed. So, no, they said, we're going to stick with you. I told me, no, go home. 
What do you think I'm going to have more children? I'm too old to have more children. But Zenekaila, and they lifted their voices, but the and they cried. But Tishak Arpa the Chamaisa, and Arpa kissed her mother-in-law, and she left. So she made a she made a commitment, but she wasn't committed. Right? But Rus Dafkaba Rus was committed. She stuck to her like glue. Okay? So she tried to shake her, the army. But again, third time. Go back to your country, to your God. Don't come with me. Stop trying to push me to go back. And here is the commitment. And she says, Wherever you go, I'm going. It's not just a thought in my mind. We all have these thoughts in our mind. She said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to actualize it. Where you go, I go. Where you lay, where you sleep, I'm going to sleep. Your nation is my nation. And your God is my God. Your God is my God. Your nation is my nation. Where you go, I go. Where you sleep, I go. And she said, the only thing that's going to separate us, I am not just making a commitment, but I'm committed. There's a difference between making a commitment and being committed. I made a hundred times a commitment, I'm going to stop eating potato chips and chocolate and all this other stuff. But I never committed to it. But Tara, what happens when you commit to something? She saw, Naomi saw, he Because she refused, she, that she was going with her. She saw that, she made this commitment, so she stopped talking to her about it. Okay? So here Rus was committed. Rus was committed. A Jew who wants to, re- to become Malchus, who wants to stand in front of, in Shavuos, in front of Hashem as, as a Kala, marrying HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you want to be Malchus Sheba Malchus, you want to be the Malka in this Malchus Sheba Malchus, you, you, you have to be committed. You have to be committed to God. You have to be committed to the Torah. You have to be committed. You have to make a commitment, but you have to be committed. And that was her Kayach. Rus was committed. She said, your God is my God. I'm you. You're me. Nothing's going to separate us about but death. That's Mashiach, that's David Melach, that's Malchus. But how do you know that Boaz, okay, so that's half the marriage, that's half the Malchus. But how do you know that, okay, she was Emma Malchus, but how do you know that Boaz had the same midah of commitment? You see later in the Megillah, when the whole thing goes down, that Rus goes in the middle of the night to the silo and uncovers his feet to show him that she wants him to be his Goel, Right? So he says, I, got, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't answer that question. I don't know the answer to that question, he said. Because there's someone ahead of me. There's Tony Almoni. Tony Almoni's ahead of me. So I don't know tomorrow. Maybe he's going to want to marry you. Then I'm out of the picture. I don't know what it, what's going to be. Tomorrow we'll see what's happening. We'll see what's going on. So she goes home the next morning to her mother-in-law. And she tells her exactly what happened. But Tom, listen to this. It's unbelievable. It's important for me and for all of us. But Tomer, so she comes home and her mother-in-law she tells her mother-in-law what happened. Right? I don't know what's going to be. But Tomer, Shvibiti, relax. Naomi tells Rus, relax, chill, sit down. Until we find out what happens over here. Maybe the other guy's going to grab you. I don't know. But I'm telling you one thing about Boaz, says Naomi to Rus. The man will not rest. He will make sure that this thing will be finished today. In other words, he's a leader of Klai Yisrael. It's not like, I'll call you back in 48 hours. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you call a therapist. Nothing against therapists. No, seriously, they all have on their phone the same message. If this is an emergency, call 911. And check into your nearest hospital. That's not who Boaz was. What Naomi was telling Rus is, if he takes on something, within 24 hours today, it wasn't even 24 hours, within 12 hours, because she came in the morning. He said, at the end of the day, one way or the other, it will be done. That's a leader. That's mouthless. Commitment to a person. 
I have to say that I need to work on that a lot. Cause I'm not, I, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a position that I need to help people, right? Call you back, I forget to call you back, I'll call you within three days, they send me another email. That's not, you know, I can imagine what people are telling each other, like, oh, Rabbi Wallstein, within 24 months, he'll call you back. Over here, she's telling, Rus, listen to me, I know the man. The man has a name. His name is, that he doesn't rest when someone comes to him with a problem. You came to him today with a problem. He will not rest until this is taken to the end, and I guarantee it will be taken within 12 hours. What? No, it's not a question. What do you mean? He, Boaz wasn't, was, wasn't older than me. He was, he was very old. How old? Very, very old. No, it's, it's, it's a... It's, I discussed this many times. It, what do you do? Because maybe only help 10 people, but help them. But, but when they call you, call them back right away. I can't call back 60 messages an hour. I can't. It's impossible. So you just shut down your phone. Rabbi Gamaliel, my Rebbe, does not have messages on his phone. doesn't exist. You call him, you reach him, he answers. He takes care of the situation. He doesn't have messages. If you send him an email, sends you back an email, Rav Chaim Kainesky, which we'll talk about soon, gets hundreds of emails a day on Shilas. A day does not go by till every single one is answered. So maybe it's better to just have people that you can call back right away and take care of. I was by a few doctors last week. Until you get the answer on your stuff, like, you like, you call the nurse, you call the nurse, you call the nurse, you call the nurse. It's very frustrating when you don't get an answer. This is a Neuidika Pusik. It's a Neuidika Pusik. In other words, he had a name. He will not rest. That was the Lushan she used. He will not rest until it's done. It's like if someone calls me and says, my daughter is off to death at Wallstein, I need your help. That, that, that Wallstein will not rest until he gets the right therapist, the right teacher, the right mentor, the right everything. He will not rest until it's done today. Ha, ha, ha. That's like, wow. But that's, wow. But okay, but on a small, a small thing, if someone calls you, you need to take care of it right away. That was his name. That's mach. That's commitment. It's committed. Commitment is like, all right, I'll get back to them. I'll, I'll handle it. But committed means like, I, 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 they're waiting for my phone call. I have to call them back. So she had that commitment that you are mine, your nation's mine, your everything, Hashem is mine. She was committed to Yiddishkeit. He was committed to people. That if you came to him with a problem, he was 100% committed. I will get you that, that answer within 12 hours. So they both had this commitment. That was Dabana Melech. Dabana Melech was committed to Klai Well, He was committed to Akash Baruch Hu when he fought Goliath. Tonight I don't have the time because I want to go into a different subject. But next week, we'll talk about Dabana and Goliath and that whole thing. He was committed as a king. Very strongly. He danced in front of the Arnak Kaidish. What's her name? The daughter of Shaul made fun of him, whatever it is. He was committed to the, to the, when he was dancing, he was dancing like a little kid. And, and, and that's Malchus. Person has to have commitment. So I want to talk about that's one thing. And the other thing we're going to talk about is Akara Satov, that the ingredient of the Melech Mashiach, the ingredient of Malchus, we're going to look at a Rashi, right? The ingredient of Malchus is Akara Satov. But commitment, you can't be a Melech without being committed. So what can we commit to? So I want to tell you something. Um, so my Rebbe, Rebbe Gamliel, you know, I was in Eretz Yisrael for a week. I was a whole Shabbos by Roshimon by Yechoi, and I went up there during Shabbos to Davin, and it says that my Rebbe said that when you, when you go to Roshimon by Yechoi, if, if you want a, a, a good life and a good year, and you, have, you, have to, you have to take something on. Roshimon by Yechoi likes when you take something on. So there was a part of time in my life that there was, I was in a little bit of physical danger, whatever it was, and I took on not to ever miss being Lagba Omer, Blineder, that's what I took on that time. But here I was the whole Shabbos. And um, I spoke about this in Queens. I think that one of the things, is how, do, how do you show Hashem you're committed? Right? So I think one of the most important things that we should commit, all, everyone who's listening tonight on this tape, this is the time to commit. This is what you're bringing to the table, Shuas night. What the Malka is giving, you know, the, 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 the Melech, the, the Chassan, Buy stuff for the kala, right? You buy the the ring, you buy her a watch, you buy her when you get engaged a bracelet, right? In the chuppah room, 
you give her, in the Yichud room, you give her pearls. You don't have to, everybody, but it's, that's what's done. Right? But the, but the, but the kawa also buys for the chasen. Cufflings, also gets a watch, a talus bag, a talus. So what are we buying for the chasen? Hashem is giving us life and everything that he's giving us. But we're coming Shavuot's night with a kala. What are we giving the chasen for the wedding? We have to give them something. So we have to prepare something in the next two weeks that we're going to give Hashem. So I think that one of the most important things that we can do, and I think it'll change your life. There's a few things I want to talk about. But one of the most important things, I spoke about it in Queens, is to come five minutes before davening. Not to come to davening after Kabbalah in the middle of Kaddish, jumping around, but to show our Kaddish Baruch Hu, because if you have a, if you have an appointment with a very big doctor, your life is on the line, you're not coming late. If you have an appointment with a billion dollar deal, you're not coming late. Right? If you have an appointment with, with a, with a, a big therapist that you need to save your marriage, you're not coming late. Right? You gotta come to surgery, you come an hour before, you're already so nervous you can't sleep. So all these things are in tefillah. When you come to Daven, you're coming for surgery. You're coming that you physically should be healthy. You're coming for your panasa. You're coming for your marriage. You're coming for your children. You're coming for everything. How could you come late to that appointment? So just the opposite. You come five minutes early. Tomorrow morning, I have an eye doctor's appointment. So I'm going to a very big eye doctor. So I have an 8 o'clock appointment. You think I'm going to show up there at 8.05? I will be there quarter to 8, 7.30. Because I'm the first appointment. I don't want to miss my first appointment. The retina specialist, he's very, very busy. I want to be there on time. But the biggest retina specialist in the world is God. How do you show up late? So, the person who comes to fight, my grandfather, Shalom, he's in Shemayim a long time, was always from the first ten of the minion. He wasn't, that's what was the thing. Because the Gemara says, that the first ten Hashem comes to the minion, Right? And he says, look at my, my, my the people who are down. And if one of them is missing the next morning or any morning, there's only nine and that one is missing, but he's normally there the first ten. Because Boho asked him a lot. He knows where he is. But where is he? Whatever it is. And let's help him make sure if he's sick or whatever, whatever reason he can't come. Panas or whatever it is. Let's fix it. It's very important to be from the first ten. Okay, it's a little hard. I'm not telling you that. Because there are smart people who know that they want to be there. They're already 15 minutes before davening. All right, but you need to go to the bathroom. You need to come 5, 10 minutes before. You need to put your tefillin on. You need to be there for brachas. Your whole davening is very, very different. And you're showing Hashem that I'm excited about being here. I'm not just dropping in one day by Baruch Hu, one day by Baruch Shama. So, oh, you happen to be home, I'll come visit you. That's not. So I think that, again, you should take on Belin then there. That every minion I come to, if it's a nine o'clock minion, I come five to nine. Five minutes. Here's a big thing that we can, that we can bring to a when We come to the, to the Yichud room, Shavuos night, and we're sitting up at two o'clock learning, we can say, Kajbarachu, what I'm bringing to you as a present for this year is I'm going to be five minutes early to my tefillah. That's one thing. Another thing which is very, very big, I didn't bring my Mishabura with me tonight, but, you're not allowed to work after Chatzos on Friday. Mishavura passes la You're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to work past Chatzos on Friday. And I do go to work Friday because I, I I go to school, and then I go to work, and then it gets very late, and I, I like to do my books on Friday, so I go into Shabbos knowing where I'm holding and all that. But then you end up using the 18 minutes and everything else. So the, 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 the smart people Friday they don't go to work at all. Work at all. They go shopping for Shabbos. They go to the mikvah. They daven mincha early. They sit down. They say shir hashirim. They sleep for an hour or two. So when their kids are home Friday night, they get to be up with them. It's a whole different Shabbos. Okay, but let's say you do have to go to work. What time is chatzay? It's twelve forty-five. Twelve forty-five. I close my books. I get into my car. I'm done. Your whole Friday nervousness and tension and your whole Shabbos will be a million percent different. So it was one of the things that I took on myself, Emirz Hashem, Baruch Shimon, on Lagba Omer, that Friday, I, te- I, I go to my high school, I give them cholent and kugel, and buy them flowers, so I'm usually there till around 12 o'clock, and I usually go straight to the office from then, Shabbos shopping, mikvah, mincha, learning, 
Shirashirim, maybe some sleep, whatever it is. Showered already, no 18 minutes. No using the 18 minutes. The same thing. It's a, it's a different Shabbos. It's not that last minute rush. There's no fighting. It's a different Shabbos. So whoever is listening to me, and I asked some very Kaddish sticker people, and they told me that those two coming five minutes before davening and not working on Shabbos, past or not working at all Arab Shabbos, and learning, being Mavad Sedra, learning the Chumash, learn some Medrash, whatever it is, and going into Shabbos that way, Rufua, Yeshua, Shiduchim, Parnasa, you will see things change like you never saw before in your life. So if you have to work, Chatzos, it's like Mechal Shabbos if you work after Chatzos. No working after Chatzos. Done. You leave your office, close your stuff, you're done. What do you want to ask? Okay, you have to, so, so if you stop at 12.10 or 12.00, whatever it is, 12.45, and someone calls you some emergency, you have to help them. If it's a double avud, if it's, it's something that you ha- can't help, the bank can only be at that point, at that time, whatever it is, but normally you don't work on Shabbos. And guess what? If you don't work Erev Shabbos at all, or you don't work after Chatzos, and it looks to you because the Sutton's going to throw that at you, if you don't show up, you'll end up making more money. It's a very famous story. There was, there was a My Times, the Mir Yeshiva. It was a My Times. I'm not going to say who. I know who. He had a very big building in Manhattan. The guy's in Mir. We know who this was. And the Japanese wanted to buy that building. He learned every day in Mir. He's a big real estate guy. He learned every day in Mir till 1 o'clock. The Japanese were flying. They were landing. Whatever it was, they were coming from San Francisco. And they had, the only time they could meet him was 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was a $100 million deal. It was a huge skyscraper. And he said, I can't. I cannot. I have a man. I cannot meet till after 1 o'clock. And they said, we're not going to meet you after, if you're not, whatever it is. And he missed the meeting. I mean, they, they didn't meet with him. And everyone in me knew this story. And, okay, he lost the deal. Six months later, the Russians bought it for like 30 million, 40 million more. So if you think he had a Seder till one o'clock, the world can come to, it doesn't matter. You're never going to get punished from God. He's going to take away a deal from you because you're doing the right thing. If you think that you're going to lose a deal because if I don't break my Seder, I'm going to lose a deal, then you're not because. You don't really believe in Hashem. Hashem, Hashem I'm keeping, I'm, I'm stopping Chatzos, Erev Shabbos, to be, bring Kedusha earlier, right, to, to Shabbos. So, I'm going to lose a deal because of that? Then you're not God. <laughs> then you're not, I'm going to lose money in the end of my life. I lost, I was supposed to make a certain amount of money, and I lost it. Then you're not God. If God's telling me to do something, and I'm doing it, and I'm losing money because of it, it doesn't make any sense. So at the end of the day, you may not see it, you will have, whoever's listening to me, listen to Rabbi Wallenstein. I don't, I, I don't tell, my, tell me that much what to do. Or maybe I do. But if you can come five minutes before davening as much as you can, but if you could stop working chatzais, if you could not work Friday and just go shopping for Shabbos, go to the mikvah, take it easy. I'm not telling you to kill yourself. Have a seder, learn some chomish, learn some medrash. Go to sleep for two hours, three hours, for Friday night. You're not falling asleep on your face. Friday, you're off. Do your business. Okay, so let me, let me, let me tell you what I'm going to do with Mitzvah I hope Hashem should give me the Koyach. So I, I, I get my emails on Friday and my, or my bank printout. I like to do my balances. I like to see everything. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go into Shabbos, like, so nervous. Till Monday, I'm like, what am I talking about? They'll print it out in the morning. They'll put it on my desk. And I'll go to, into the office on Sunday for two hours, Sunday morning. And I'll do all my paperwork. And what do I have to do on Shabbos? We have off Sunday. Friday is a day to, is a day to be close to Akash Baruch Hu, to bring Shabbos in. What do I have to do on Sunday? So all that work, paperwork and stuff, you're going to be nervous, this and that, not going to get done. Do it on Sunday. you see. Your life will change. Your, children, your kids will have Shiduchim, your Panasa, your Shalom. Buy everything will change if you, if you bring the Chasan, something that, that is such a big jewel to bring to Hashem, on Shavuos night that I am giving up my Friday, or at least after Chatzos, 
I'm giving up for Shabbos to spend because Shabbos is a yichud with God. So I'm preparing my yichud, right? My yichud with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I'm preparing it early because I realize how the kedusha of it. You bring that to God that night with night. All the brachas in the world will come down to you. All the brachas in the world will come down to you. Okay, and the third thing that I would like to invite everyone who is listening to, and I, I, I spent a long time with Rav Chaim Kainetsky, Baruch Hashem, this, I went, whatever, a day that no one went, goes, and I, I sat down with him, and I told him that I never finished Shas. Tafiyaimi, I start this Masechta and that, but I never really learned through Shas, daf by daf, and really know it. And when I heard that in seven years, in seven years is the next um, cycle of of Hashem, of having Lagba Omer, Matzah Shabbos, so I said, you know what? Seven years is a cycle to finish Shas. We'll start Brachas tomorrow. Right, you can, grab a, you can go to Rabbi Elephant, you can go online, you can learn with a chavrusa, whatever it is. Start brachas tomorrow, and in seven years, we'll make a siyum. Shabbos, Motzi Shabbos, Lagba Omer, Mitzah Shem, Bolineder, in Meron. Siyum Hashas, that's what we're going to do in Meron. I asked Rav Chaim for Siyata Deshmaya to be able to do this, and Arichas Yamim. And he looked at me, I have this on tape, he looked at me and he said, Good! And Ichlu de Faheran. He said, You learn it and I'll test you. That's what he said. So he should have a Rikhasyam Vashanam. So I am inviting all the men that are listening to my shear that if you finish Shas with me, Emir Hashem, I'm inviting you to see him in seven years from now. We'll all be a little older. Mitzvah Hashem, we're going to make the Siyam in Maron, what's his Shabbos, or Shimon Bayechoy. I'm not paying your flight, but I'm inviting you to the Seuda, Mitzvah Hashem. So whoever is, part, whoever is interested in being part of that group, just remember you have to really learn it because Rav Chaim said he's going to fahar us, so we have to really learn it. Whoever wants to be part of that group, please send me an email that you are part of that group. Um, and we'll we'll talk Amir Hashem over the next seven years about it. Uh, maybe we'll make the seams of every Masechta together. We'll meet somewhere. Um, just send it to RZW, which is Rabbi Zechariah Wallerstein, RZW at rnava.com, O-H-R-N-A-A-V-A.com, that you're in, starting tomorrow, Amir Hashem. Start with brachas tomorrow. We'll be finishing seven years. Amir Hashem, Mashiach should be here. But anyway, I gotta promise the Lee Nether of Chaim will give us a fair. So you have to really learn it. You have to really learn it. Okay? It's so that's. It's seven years and five months. What? It's really seven years and five months. We'll have to learn a little faster. That's why you have to be in touch with me. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll cram in the end a little bit. Alright? So guys. I'm not giving you much to do. Five minutes before davening. If you can close your business on Friday and just spend it with Shabbos things, or at least, by chatzos you have to la halacha. You're not allowed to work after chatzos. You're not supposed to go on a trip after chatzos, you're not supposed to work after chatzos. And let's do a siyam together, everybody together. Mitzvah, a big siyam. I'm paying for the siyam. I'm not paying for your flights, but I'm paying for the siyam. In Merom. In Hashem. Either I went to Shabbos or on Sunday. In Merom. Wow. Will be amazing. What about the girls? So I went to Rebetzin Kainevsky, the Rav Chaim's daughter, and you know talked about all the situations and all the stuff that that people are going through. She and and health and children and everything else. She said I should tell it all the women. She's a little stricter than I am. She said tell them they light candles ten minutes before Shabbos. They will see Nisan in the voice. She said, I'm telling you, I give you my word, tell the women, if they light 10 minutes before this mine, let's say this mine is 7 o'clock, and they light 10 to 7, 10 minutes before they will see Nisim in the place. Their kids will come back, they'll see everything that they need, they will see. That's what she said. My wife was sitting there, my daughter was sitting there. So, now comes the big one. So I'm sitting with Rav Chaim, 
and I said to him, maybe the Rishashit, maybe I call him the Rav, maybe the Rav can help me. I said, I do, I try to do Kirov. I have a school of girls that are struggling. I said, there are so many kids struggling. If the Rav had to give me one ingredient that I should have Hatzlacha in bringing back kids, what would the Rav say? I asked him. He thought. He didn't answer me right away. He thought. He said, the biggest kayach, I was shocked, the biggest kayach of bringing a kid back is daven for them. Get their name, be mispala for them. Bigger than any speech, school, hugging, drachim, all this other stuff, it's very nice. But the biggest kayach that you could have in bringing someone back who's off the derech is get their name and done for them. And I rem- when he, that's what he said to me. I said, that's, that's the answer? That's the answer. You know, what comes out of his mouth is, 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 is Ruach HaKadosh. And I remembered once learning about this. Like Rav Chaim didn't just say it. I remember once there was a big tzaddik who had a Talmud who went totally off and he tried love and all this stuff. He couldn't get him back. And then he davened. And I remember that I saw it. Where did I see it? The Kavayasha. So I found it. I want to read it to you. So Chaim doesn't say something stamazai. And it's a story with the Ramban. And he says the following. Kidimotzinu Maisa. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back to Nairizik. Here he is. He goes, Mishi de Batsmai. If a person knows, Yeshbay Eze Midara, he has a bad trait. Shuhuwaya Lev is a bad heart. Or some other bad Mida, that he's, he's, he does it constantly. And secretly, his soul is crying to God. That the soul, again, we talked about this, that souls talk, right? Even, even though you don't realize it. That, that Hashem should change. His heart to have, to have awe or fear of a God. He said, Listen to, you want to know where, where Rav Chaim got this from? Listen carefully. In Raya Shabne Adam, if he sees other people, because you can cry by Banav or his, for sure, his relative or his children, shaholchem b'derech leitamim, who are off the derech, tzarech lehispalol alav tchila. The first thing you need to do, all the stuff that we do, all our ideas and, and and psychology and how to get a kid back on and 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 cure of professionals and oh my gosh, what they're selling us today on how to bring a kid back to Hashem. He says no. Says the Kavayosha, no. The first thing you need to do. Get his name and his mother's name and dana for him. She him that he should stop sitting. that he should do tshuva. if you dana for him, first dana for him. This is the Kabbayasha Perichov Gimel. Everyone has to learn this. Anyone who's in Kirif, you need to know this. Did I ever take the names of my girls in BCA and dana for them? I buy them roses. I try all this other stuff. Did I ever? Do I know? If you came to me and you said, Rabbi Watson, you have thirty girls in your school. Do you know their names and their mothers' names? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know their names and their mothers' names. In fact, there's not one guy in this room right now that I know your mother's name. So we're going about it totally wrong. So I asked Rabbi a question, and he he said, "You're going about it totally wrong. You want to know how to be a car of kids." Get their name and be mispalo. It's a kavayasha. 
That's what he says. And if, you, you see that your tefillah is not helping, then you then you have to, 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 to talk to them, criticize them, whatever you have to do. But first you daven for them. And only if the davening doesn't work. Maybe through your tefillah, Kosh Baruch will find pity and in, in the hearts of people and he'll bring them back with tefillah. And you're going to feel good that God listened to your tefillah to get this person who's a Russia to do tefillah. And the guy, what's the greatness of it? What's the greatness? What's the greatness of it? After Chaim said it to me, I did not think he was, I thought he was going to tell me a lot of love. Give them a lot of love. He didn't say that. But here's the godless of it. The godless of it is that if I'm working on you, you know I'm working on you. Right? Now, Wallstein turned me around. That takes away a little bit of credit for me in Shemayim. But if I'm dominating for you, and all of a sudden you're a new guy, you don't know that I'm dominating for you. So I'm not getting any credit. Nobody knows that I'm getting any credit. I'm not getting any credit at all. I'm dominating for you privately. All of a sudden, this kid's like, wow, he started learning. Nobody knows why. He changed. He went to yeshiva. And meanwhile, I know why. But he doesn't know why. Nobody else knows why. So I'm not getting any credit for it. So the mitzvah is 100% complete. Kaviyosha. Now, here's where the story is. Amazing story. Can you believe it? So it's not something new. The Ramban had a student that went off the derech. Ushmoi Rabbi Avner. His name was Rabbi Avner. Benasa Kuti. He became a Kuti. Because he was very smart. He was a Talmud of the Ramban, right? He was very smart. Nasa Sagad Kutim. He became a leader of the Kutim. He sent a message on Yom Kippur that the Ramban should come to him. Listen to this. This sounds like footsteps. Nothing's new. By the way, nothing's new. They came before him. And this student that went off the derech took a chazer on Yom Kippur. He killed it, Ubishlo. He didn't check that he killed it, doesn't matter if he checked it, Ubishlo. He cooked it, Bacholo, and he ate it in front of the Ramban, on Yom Kippur, Achazer. Ba'achakach, Shal Rambam, then he asked his Rebbe, Rebbe, I'll come with Krasis of Atiyayam. So, Rebbe, how many times am I high of courage today? The Haitian boy, I'll have a Krasis of Atiyayam. His Rebbe said, on four, on four courages you were over today. No, you're wrong, Rebbe. I'm not over on four karasim. I'm over on five of them. And he argued with his Rebbe, the Ramban. And finally, the Ramban admitted you were over five krasis. The Rebbe, the Ramban, asked him, Please tell me, what put you to this level of shechting a chazer, of killing a chazer and eating it on Yom Kippur? What took you to this level? That you're such a koifer in Teres Moshe. Basically, he blamed it on the Rebbe. I once heard you, the Ramban, giving a Zinu, that in the parasha of Azinu, that in that parasha, of the little parasha of Azinu, all the mitzvahs and everything in the world is in there. And every person, every person that ever lived, you could find him in the Pasha of Hazino. But you have to have Siat and Shmaya to understand this. I said it's not true. I looked for my name. His name was Avner. I looked for my name in the whole Pasha of, uh, in the whole Pasha of Hazino. It wasn't there, so all the st- other stuff that you told me was baloney, and therefore I became who I am. I became a footstep guy. Vayana Rambam. Rambam says, I'm not taking it back. I, I still say that everyone's name is in Hapashazinah. Ask me and I'll tell you. Okay. Show me in Timtsashmish who have the Pashazinu. Show me my name. My name's not in Pasha Zinu. Show me my name. 
And the Rambam davened to Hashem with his whole heart. And a pasuk came into his mouth from Pasha Zinu. So Amarti, the middle letter is a resh. Afehem, the middle letter is an aleph. Ashbisa, the middle letter is a bez. Me'enosh, the middle letter is a nun. And zichram, the middle letter is a resh, which spells avner. Every letter of the, every word, the third letter, spelled Rav Avner. When the student who was off the dera heard this, he began to shake. He fell on his face. Could, if I do tshuva, will Hashem forgive me? That person will be destroyed and there will never be any help for him. The student went and got into a boat without oars, without an anchor, without a the thing that makes it the, a rudder. He went into the boat and put it into the ocean and just let it go. And cried with a bitter soul. And to this day we don't know what happened to him. The Rambam began to daven. She always mixed us kapara that Hashem should forgive him at least a little bit. And after a long time, this Avner came to the Ramban in a dream. That that he that his tefila was accepted and they took the Tama to Gehenim. Well, you don't know if they didn't have it, but him, and he went through hell and hell. But after 12 months, he was freed. Originally, he was in the Kafakela, he wasn't even going to get Gehenim. And after he in, after Gehenim, he goes to Gehenim. Hari Re'ei says to Kabayasha, look, Shakohu toy bitfila. That's all tefillah. So she like says kapara that he should have some kind of kapara. Surely in a shul that is miyuchet for praying, and the base knesses is there to purify the thoughts of a person. Like rivers, just like a river, you could go into the mikvah, it makes you tahar. You need to spend time meditating in shul, and you should speak with his whole heart. He should cry. He should have a broken heart, remembering the sins of his youth. He knows what he did. What's the cloud? Davening should not be uh, something light in your eyes. The great angel who went out and this angel is the one that takes all our tefillos to Shemayim. He was actually, we know he, that, that, that um, who he was, he was um, new and voracious that went up to Shemayim. Hashem took him early. Chanoch. That turned from, in, in, from a human being into a malach. So that's what he's saying over here. The whole thing is based on tefillah. So Rabbi Chaim, when he said it to me, I didn't hop right away. I was like, love and keeping the house open and keeping the door open. He said, you want to be matzliach with kids that are off the derech, get their names, find out their names, or any them, and daven for them. And that's it. Now, let us go. So, hey. So we need to know. We need, we need, to, we need to find out from the kids their names and we need to daven for them. And they'll never know that you're the one that helped them. Okay, let's go back to what we said before, and then we'll learn a, a short, we'll learn a Zayar, and we'll, we'll, next week, we'll talk about David HaMelech. So how do you see Hakaras HaTov? How do you see that the basis 
of Malchus, of Rus, of, of David HaMelech, of Mashiach, of everything, is based on, right, Akar Satov. Unbelievable Rashi. Comes out of nowhere. So when Ro- when Lo- Lod is running away from uh, Lod is running away from Sidon, right? So the passage says like this: Pasuk Chavtes, Perek Yutes. When God was destroying all the cities in the in the valley, Vayiskolihim as Avram. Hashem remembered Avram. And Hashem got saved Lot and took him out of the whole turning over of, of these lands. What should it say? Vayiskolihim as, as, wait. Hashem remembered Lot and he saved him. He remembered Avram. We remember about Avram. Avram already went through with Hashem. Are there ten? No, they're not ten. There isn't ten. You're not going to save Hashem. So no, I'm not going to save nobody. I'm not saving Sidon. What does what does what does what does Avram have to do with this? Why does it say Yiskras Avram? It should say Yiskras Lot. Rashi says no, Yudik. Rashi says no. Hashem remembered what Lot did for Avram. Says Rashi. But Yiskolokim is Avram. What, what is that? What is Hashem remembering Avram over here? He says, "No, Alot Niska." He's talking about Lot. Lot, When Avram came down to Mitzrayim, he said, "Oh my gosh! If they find out that Sarah is my wife, they're going to kill me and take her." Right? Lot knew that, so he said when he came to the thing with Lot and his wife and everybody. Right? When they asked him, "Who is she?" He said, "It's my." Sister. Now, Lot knew it wasn't his sister. Lot, all Lot needed to do was tell the Mitzrim, not his sister, it's his wife. The Mitzrim would have killed Avram, and Lot would have gotten all of Avram's riches. This was his chance to steal everything that Avram had. He heard Avram saying Mitzrayim that Sarah was his sister. He didn't tell the Mitzrim that Avram was really the, his, uh, his, uh, her wife, his, her husband, because Shachasalov, he had pity on his uncle. Oh, you had pity on your uncle Avram, I'm going to have pity on you and I'm going to save you. Hashem remembered what Lot did for Avram, that he didn't run, he didn't run on him. So Hashem said, you didn't do that, so therefore I have a curse of to you. Why didn't Lot tell them? This was his chance. You know, he wasn't such a good guy. Why didn't he tell them? By the way, it's a lie. He's a sister. They would have killed him. He would have gotten, gotten, gotten all the cattle. He would have gotten everything. He wouldn't have to split with Abram anything. Why didn't he say? Because he had a curse of to Abram, because Abram took him out of Haran, and Abram took him under his wing, and Abram made him very rich. He had, he had just as many sheep as Abram, so he had a curse of to Avram. Because Baruch had a curse of to him for, for not riding on Avram. Because, because Hashem saved Lot, what happened? Lot went into the cave with his daughters. He had a child with his, from his daughter named Moab. Who came from Moab? Rus. Who came from Rus? Malach, Malchus of Christ. So came from what? Came from a basis of what? What was the basis? The basis was a curse of so that's very nice. So we see from Rus, Rus's genetics, Rus's DNA, spiritual DNA, which came from Moab, which came from Lot, was an union of Akarasatoiv. Because that's what saved her. Akarasatoiv that Hashem had, what he did, that's what saved her. Okay, so that's the mother of Malchus. What about the father of Malchus? What about Boaz? Where do you see Akarasatoiv by Boaz? When Boaz comes to this field, his business. What does he say? He walks into his field, and the first thing he says to his workers, Hashem God should be with you. His workers said, Hashem. Hashem should bless you. So he didn't come to his workers and say, How much work did we get today? How much did we harvest? Why were you late? Show me your, you show me your punch card. 
Bye. The first thing he did when he walked in, the first thing he said is, God should be with you. That you're all working for me. Hashem should be with you. Their answer to a person like that was, Hashem should bless you. A person comes to work. When was the last time you went to work and your boss walked in and said, God should be with you? Why are you late? What's going on? What do you mean you, took two, you need two, day, six, two more sick days? We're not producing. Let's have a meeting. How are we going to make more money? No. Because I told my people, God should be with you. That's how we need to come to work. That's how we have to talk to our workers. Hashem should be with you. If you want workers that are going to say, Hashem should bless you, you have to first appreciate who they are. A Rebbe comes to class, not put away your paper, put away your spitballs, what, put, put your shirt in, where's your homework, where's your report, where's your... No. You walk into class, the first thing you tell your boys, good morning boys, God should be with you. It's a different relationship. <gasps> Rebbe, you too, God should be with you too, you should, Hashem should bless you. You come into your house at night, you see your wife, the first thing you should say, the Kodesh Bochel should be with you, you're in the house today. And she says to him, Hashem should bless you, I know you went to work today. And your kid goes to school, Hashem should be with you. You should do well on you, you should do well. You should have a good day, you should make friends. Hashem should be with you. Tati, Hashem should bless you. It's a very different way. That was Boaz. That was the Ov HaMalchus. He had a course, I for his workers. He didn't ask them, how much did you do today? The first thing he said to them was, that you should be gemenched. So she had, she came from Akaras because of Lot. And he came, he brought Akaras because that was his, that was his being. What he says to, what he said to Ruth that night when she woke him up, imagine, got all done. She took the blanket off his legs. <laughs> in the middle of the night, Ramayisha finds the imagine, there's a girl in his room taking the blanket off. He should have thrown her out on her head, rang the alarm, called for the police. So Meshuggah is like, what's going on over here, right? First thing he said to her, he says, BT, called him my daughter. He said, this chesed that you're doing is greater than the first chesed that you did for your mother-in-law. Because here, Ruth was taking a chance. If they catch her, they would think she's a Zaina. Then all the beauty that she had, that she was, uh, that she was at Snua, she would have, right? When her, when her mother-in-law asked her to do, go in the middle of the night, had she, no, women to go in the middle of the night in those days. She would be getting caught. She would have lost everything. So he said, I have a car satayv. He was lost my car satayv. He said, your, your chesed, this chesed, I see even more this chesed than the first chesed. He had an eye for Akros HaToyev. So she had that, and he had that. So the basis of Mashiach has these two midos, one of commitment, your nation is my nation. I won't let anything that, that, that bothers you last more than 12 hours. I'm committed to anyone who has a problem. Had commitment in it. A melech has to have commitment. And the commitment, you don't have to, you know, I put some stuff on the table, maybe to finish Shas in seven years with me together, maybe to come five minutes early to davening, maybe not to, to stop working at Chatzot, maybe not to work at all on Friday. Maybe we'll make a Chabur on Friday for Kaviyosha. Maybe that'll be, if we have enough guys, we'll come here every Friday at, at one o'clock before Mincha, and then we'll make a Daven Mincha, we'll make a Chabur for Kaviyosha. It'll be a big thing to bring Shuas night to the Chassan in, 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 in the, in the, in the Yichud room. Wow. It'll be amazing. Those are the two things we need to work on. We have two weeks. We have to work on commitment. But not only commitment, but to be committed. Because the commitment's not enough. You have to be committed. And to work on appreciating and, and, and having Hakar Satov. I have two beautiful announcements to make. The Zaya, I'm going to save for next week. It's a long Zaya, we'll save it for next week. Two beautiful announcements. Announcement number one, Baruch Hashem, a dream has come true. And the ranch in Bethel is open. And Baruch Hashem, there are four girls. We just start, we opened yesterday. We, we have, we have a lot of applications, but we want to start with four. We took in four girls. Every room they walk out of, they kiss the mezuzah. Every room they walk in, they kiss the mezuzah. There's no place in the world, there's no rehab in the world that has mezuzahs on the door. It doesn't exist. Number two, the chef, the, the, the one who cooks for them, it's now two days. That they're having meals, they're, they're specified meals for eating disorders, or whatever it is. She's a frum lady with a shaitel, a frum frum lady who lives up in the mountains, who doesn't live far away, and she's a specialist chef in cooking, you know, nutritious, nutritious foods. So Baruch Hashem, the kitchen has produced a few meals, the only kosher, lot kosher kitchen ever in a rehab. So Baruch Hashem, that's a. And, um, which, which is, Baruch Hashem, amazing. And number two, um, the plan to write a new book, a new Sefer.
is moving forward very fast. And Mitch Shema hope to make an announcement very soon. Um, I think it's probably going to be one of the most important svarim ever written. Not because I have anything to do with it, but because it is the fifth mitzvah in the Saras Adibros. It also is a, one of the two mitzvahs in the Torah that says that if you keep the mitzvah correctly, Laman Yerich and Yamecha. So everybody wants to live long, and they're on treadmills, and they're on all kinds of trying to think to live longer. And we have a very beferisha pasuk that by Kibbut of Aim, Hashem promises you that if you keep Kibbut of Aim, Laman Yerich and Yamecha. I think many of us do not know um, the, the mitzvahs in Kibbut of Aim, and therefore, um, once again, I'm, I have the schus to be a partner in writing a book, um, a safer, a lesson a day in Kibbutz of Aim, which will discuss a lot of new halachas that didn't exist. For instance, um, is it Kibbutz of Aim if you text your parents for Chavez? Is it Chas Shalom if someone curses their parents through text, but not through Dibur? You Oivra, you Misa. There's a lot of new stuff in technology that um, did not exist before. Um, the whole subject of abuse. If you're, every time you call your mother or father, they yell at you and scream at you and you end up causing you psychological problems, you still have a mitzvah to call them. Is calling enough? Do you have to visit your parents Erev Shabbos? Um, most people didn't know, but I showed it, I showed it to Albert Khan a week ago that it really is a mug in Avraham in Shulchan Aruch, right? Um, in Hilchas Shabbos, that, what is it, Reish Ayin Dalad? Reish Nun Dalad, you can look it up. In Reish Nun Dalad, the Magin Avram brings, you have to kiss your mother's hand, Erev Shabbos, at a table. When you go to the table, Sfaradim do that, Ashkenazim don't do that. It's a Magin Avram, it's not Sfaradi. The Magin Avram brings it. No, the Magin Avram brings it. Not the, I'm talking about Magin Avram, because you are Sfaradi, this, that. Morgan Avram brings it. So there's a lot of secrets. Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel just wrote a sefer on Kivan Avram. We're going to take some excerpts of that. But we're also going to go to Rabbanim with some very interesting new questions because of technology and because of our generation. Um, and um, can you play hockey with your father if the puck might hit him and cause a chabura? Um, can he be the goalie? Can you play baseball with him? Um, you know, what other halachas, all these different new halachas. So, Emir Hashem, um, we're talking about it right now. We hope to go. In, we hope to do it. It'll take probably a year again, like the last sefer. I think that it will be a sefer that should be taught in school. No, no one ever learns Hilchas Kibbutz of Aim. It's one of. It's the fifth of the Sefer You know. You know all all thirty nine Lama Tesmalachas inside out, right? That's also a mitzvah in the in the Sefer But Kibbutz of Aim is also a mitzvah in the Sefer So we're gonna take it apart. We're going to have a story, a kibbutz of aim on every page, and on the other side of the page, we're going to have a halach, exactly like we did for um, for uh, what's it called for hakar satov. I think we're going to call it safer in order that you should live long. But um, we're going to talk about it, and we'll get sponsors, and we'll get this thing going. I think it's a game changer. I, I think there's a lot of halachas that we just don't know, and 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 maybe that's why we need. We need this to live longer if we know the right halachas and we learn every single day or less than a day. I think it's something that we're going to try to get into schools because it's halacha. It's also halacha. So we're going to do it, I think, with Art Scroll. And um, I'm very, very excited. New projects. Keep going. Seven years. Are you in? How many guys are in? How many guys are in for five minutes before davening as much as you can? I don't see any hands. I see one hand. I see three hands. Okay. How about Friday not working after Chatzos? You have to do that. You're making a big mistake. It would, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. So we have, so you know what? So work Sunday a little bit. Work Sunday a little bit. If you can, let's do this. Let's do it for a, a month. Okay. Let's do it for a month. It's four Fridays. And let's see if it changes your life. Okay, I'm not asking you for a year. I'm asking you for the, I'm asking you for this Friday, four weeks Friday, tell your boss, you'll, you'll give an extra time, but from what, whatever time, Chatzais is like a quarter to one or whatever it is, most people go home at three anyway, so you're talking about three hours, right? Try it for four weeks, and then we'll gather together and see if it changes your life or it doesn't change your life. And the five minutes is definitely a game changer. Come to, come to the menu five minutes before. 
All right? I'm giving you advice. You can do with it what you want. And in seven years, we should all be together. Mashiach should be here. We should all be together in Maron, making the CM Hashas of our lives. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.